So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? We cannot let a thousand years of democracy disappear without a fight. Happy things here, buddy. Come on. Rebellions are built of hope. And now your hosts, Kayla and Katrina. I really overwrote that intro. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Kayla. And I'm Katrina. And you're listening to the first episode of Ito Banta Tambien, a new Star Wars podcast from a certain South and Central American point of view that dissects and celebrates our favorite stories set within a galaxy far, far away. Every month, we'll explore the ever-growing Star Wars universe through the lens of its Latinx characters, fans, creators, and inspired cultures. We'll talk to some of our favorite creators, Star Wars diehards, and culture experts about everything under the twin suns and beyond. So we're really excited to get this show on the world. I'm excited. Okay, so like before we get into the show, I just want to get the listeners a little used to us. I'm sure everyone who's listening kind of knows us, but hopefully in the future someone doesn't know us and we'll have to introduce ourselves. So tell me about yourself, Kayla. I am Kayla. Most of you um, that are listening might know me as uh, Maria underscore Hisela. That's why I go by my middle names when I'm on the Twitterverse so that, you know, the day job people can't find me. Um, (laughs) They're searching government names. They're not searching middle names. (laughs) And and as as Latinx people, we have millions of names, Mm -hmm. so we can definitely pull from them. Um, But uh, I am a social media curator, graphic designer, um, all around timeline terrorist, um, and Star Wars junkie. I, <laughs> this has been an obsession of mine for, for years. And now I get a chance to like talk about it and kind of indulge myself. So I'm like super excited. And, um, I am Afro Latina. I, um, have family from DR and Mexico and Puerto Rico and yeah, that's me. Yay! Well, I'm so excited to be your <laughs> co-host. Um, my name's Katrina. Hello, listeners. Uh, you might know me as O Katrina out within the Twitter sphere and the internet sphere because of branding. And I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I am an American-born Chilean-American-American. And I'm really excited to kind of delve into this because, uh, you know, I've grown up in in very Latinx-centered areas where, like, I've always been in in New York or in Miami or in L.A. And um, I'm excited to kind of talk about how my real life experience has related to Star Wars because it's been part of my life since I was a very, very young child. Like it's, it's kind of a family heirloom that like my abuelo and my dad passed down to me. So I'm very, I'm like super jazzed about this. And I'm so glad that I get to do this with you, Kayla. I am so excited. You have no idea. Um, That's what I love about Twitter is that's how we found each Mm -hmm. other. And it's just kind of like you click with people um, differently whenever you, you meet with someone uh, via the internet. And I'm just super excited I get to do this with FLO Latinx. And I, I feel, I just, I feel yeah. good. I'm really excited about this because 
talking Star Wars is something I could do and do oh, yes. all day, every day. Um, I, everywhere, I will find a reason to relate something back to Star Wars for no absolute reason, and I don't regret any of it. So I'm excited that I get to do this with you um, because, I mean, if there's anybody I know that's like, super well versed it's you thank you so much i love your content like <laughs> like the content you post is always so good like you're always engaging people which i really like um and then it's like really welcoming and open hey kayla yes katrina what's the chisme it occurs to me it might be beneficial to hear what you have to say i love it I love it. It messes so well. Oh my God. It's so good. That was, was going to be the alternate name to our, our podcast. But then I thought like, no, nah, this is a little, a little more fitting. Like I, I like the, the ring of it. So, and, and the initials are kind of cute. So yeah. Um, so what's the, what's the shoes Uh There's a lot of, of random news that have come out, that has come out over the last month because it is Star Wars news time being the summer. Um, and there's a lot of stuff on the way that I'm really excited about. Um, I'll go ahead and just start like right off the bat. Uh, Rebels season four, Star Wars Rebels is out on DVD now. I'm really, yeah, right. Talk about ripping my heart out and just stepping on it. But yeah, it's good. I'll own it. It's okay. <laughs> you and I, ha- I think you and I have like super different opinions, opinions about Rebels, which I'm really excited about. Um, cause I, you know, I had a lot of up and downs with that series. There are a lot of episodes that I could have just like easily lost and not had to do anything with just so I could get to like the real juicy parts with Kanan and Hera being hot and stuff. But I liked that series and I, I liked the the force lore and I liked that in a way <laughs> we had our, one of our first like major space Latinx characters on screen with Kanan. And I think I look at it from a perspective because of, Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know or who do know, I am a mom um, and, you know, I have a, a son who I get to enjoy all of these really cool Star Wars things and like imprint on mm-hmm. him. Like there's no like this is blood in, blood out when it comes to Star Wars in my house. <laughs> so he's in for life. Um, and uh, <laughs> especially with Rebels, Rebels and Clone Wars are really like our things that we've done and watched together. Um, so my cool. feelings for Rebels are like enormous. I know there's a lot of people that are very divided, um, but I I felt like from a young perspective, it was actually a really cool introduction um, for the younger Star Wars fans. And I really appreciated it. So I was able to like kind of take, there are a few episodes I do feel that were not, you know. <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> not every you win. <laughs> it happens when I do it though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I did appreciate it. And then of course he really loves canon. So it's just like for me, I was able, for, he was able to have kind of that representation because he's really the first Space Latinx. So you know, that representation was huge. Um, and I, I, I appreciate it. You know, and there, I, I even have like my, my little bits of, of criticism, but I thought that to see Kanan, he, he, you know, he's the first, like ultimately with Freddie Prince Jr. Being 
Puerto Rican, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, but Kanan, you know, being brown and um, seeing him as a Jedi, like I've had a lot of experiences over the past few years, like since 2015, where like, you know, Poe was in that X-Wing and I was watching the trailer, the first trailer for The Force Awakens with my dad. And he was like, oh, my God, they put one of us in an X-Wing. And seeing Kanan is just like, oh, one of us is a Jedi now. Like, we're we're doing it. <laughs> i like it's that that's that's a big thing and to have him voiced by someone that is latinx is just like it's fantastic it's it's mind-blowing because we're normally the characters that we're relegated to are gang members um uh, drug overlords, maids, mistresses. So to be part of the conversation within the Star Wars community mm-hmm. is huge. Um, and it's what people have been looking for. So, you know, I sincerely appreciated the time they took into putting that and, and giving that representation. So, um, you know, and, and I think Freddie did a great job. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and he's in a lot of us growing up when we were growing up with Freddie, a lot of us didn't even know he was Latinx because he wasn't taking characters where he was playing someone that was a, mm-hmm. you know, identified as a Latino. He always was very white presenting. Um, and that's why he would get those roles. Um, so it was really hard to, uh, kind of grasps that so when you finally found out you're like oh well he plays fred and yep. scooby-doo with blonde hair <laughs> <laughs> so, unless you know who his dad was um you know you may not you may not know that he is um you know a man of color so i i and he, i mean like the Dude grew up, mm-hmm. you know, in New Mexico as a Puerto Rican. So it's just like you things you miss out on because of the mm-hmm. whole um, white passing uh, colorism issues that is very, you know, huge in the Latin community. Um, so for him to take on this role, because I don't believe that he has really done any other role um, where he is someone of color. So I was very um, excited for him to do that. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really cool. You know, like I I count myself as someone who passes for white um, in in many cases, or as white people like to call me, some kind of exotic European. Um, so I like I was. It's interesting, like thinking about that because you know when you're especially an actor in the era that Freddie was like, you know, among his his uh, his more popular roles um, in the early '90s and stuff. I'm sure that. He just kind of like did that thing where he checked white and like it was just like, okay, well, this is what's going to get me roles now, because if I check this and like that was something I noticed, too, is that like as I've been more open about like my like uh, origins and like my family, um, a lot of people and the way they treat me has kind of changed. And like it's kind of weird because like I've made a lot of friends because of it, like you and I, I think are a little closer because we kind of relate to each other on a, a deeper level than like, you know, some random stranger on the internet who doesn't have the background we do, who doesn't like, you know, fear la chancla and like <laughs> all that. So like I like I, I I think it's interesting to kind of think about 
I want that in the space world so bad. I want to see Please. a chocolate So Can you imagine bad. like a space abuelita and like she, I don't know, maybe her chocolate has like rockets, right? So that even in zero gravity, like she can just shoot it through the space station, knock her imperial grandson in the back of the head and tell him to go wash the dishes. <laughs> oh you imagine a chakra with the like powered by a kyber crystal like oh my <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we love Caden and he's great and if you <laughs> if you guys do want more of Caden um just because he's a beautiful brown man who you should all look at and love and enjoy um the Caden the last padawan series is incredible uh Marco Cicchetto fellow Latino worked on it um and it's just a really beautiful series. And Kanan is shirtless in it at least three times. So definitely go check that out. Hello. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars animation, uh, Star Wars Resistance was very recently announced um, over the past couple of months, I think. I think last month it was announced. Um, and it will feature on the main cast, including uh, a half-Japanese actor who will be playing a, you know, uh, Japanese-representing um, character, more than likely by his name. Um, the role, there's another another person who is joining the cast, the main cast. Her name is Mirna Velasco. She's a Mexican actress who grew up in Los Angeles. And she's going to be, like, the first main you know latina in star wars who has like a real speaking part it's so amazing and like i love yeah. first of all props to disney for going like looking within your well of people because she has mm -hmm. on elena of avalor um i always say it wrong so i mean props to them for doing that which they have gotten a lot better with Looking within the talent and the pool that they have instead of uh, of the up and coming um, people that they do have. So I'm super excited. Um, getting um, representation for someone that is actually of origin from where you're from is really mm -hmm. exciting. Um, and especially she's Mexicana and it's it's awesome. I love it. Um, so I'm super excited. Like. We have one. We have one. Like, <laughs> we got one. I feel like Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just like, I'm going to take this win and I'm going to hold it close to my heart because so <laughs> <laughs> we had like, we have Shara Bay and she's amazing. And we had Corday and she died. And, you know, like, this is just a really big win for us. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy. All right. Well, that's that. We're excited. I'm excited for Star Wars Resistance. Um, the basic uh, idea of the series, just for anybody who wasn't moved into the news, is that it will uh, take place in the lead up to um, like the Force Awakens era, the sequel trilogy era. Uh, so it'll be about the like fledgling resistance and about a squad of resistance pilots and soldiers who have to go on special missions. Um, so Hopefully we get to see some of our faves. Like I, I hear Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie are both popping into the series at one point. So yes. <laughs> oh my my dear hard headed Poe. Oh um, Poe, <laughs> sweet <sighs> Poe, darling Poe, idiot boy. 
<laughs> idiot boy, idiot boy. Oh man, bless him. Um, listen, I want like all like you know who I want. I just want to put like the entire cast of One Day at a Time in the Star Wars. <gasps> yes, just all of them in like different spots, but just be like fill the fill the galaxy with Latin people. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It's <laughs> not like Disney doesn't have access to them. Like it's you know, I mean, we're all here. There are a whole lot of us. Like, there are a lot of us. So, yeah. put some more of us in this. Like, one of the best planets has been recently confirmed to basically be, like, a space Latinx planet, um, which is Alderaan. And even though it's blown up now, um, <laughs> it's still the best planet. <laughs> but it still lives on. It lives on. It's like, Alderaan is like Mufasa. He lives in you. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Look, Alderadians are now Alderadians are just brown as guardians, okay? Like they're they are in like space on a ship and like Leia Trendavon is is commanding them and stuff, and they're around. And so Alderon lives on through these people who have been scattered through the galaxy as refugees. So like, you know, I, I love Alderon and I love Alderanians. Except for Nash Windrider from Star from Lost Stars. He he sucks. I am okay. I'm going to be. I'm like terrible. I am not finished with Lost Stars yet. That's because I keep getting distracted because, like, I also have from a certain view, a uh, certain point of view. Oh, like, I keep good. getting. I own way too many Star Wars books, and I have to like balance them out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I before I even touched those two, I was like, oh, I'm going to read um, Princess Leia. Yeah. Okay. We're not. We're not. We're not doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, prioritizing what you're reading um and i am one of those people that loves the i I read the comic books i read uh any additional literature and there are some people that are just about the movies or just about the tv shows Mm -hmm. i want all of it i consume it all so um once i finish lost stars i will you know of course give you my thoughts um but i i'm like not finished yet. So once I know, I'm probably be just as upset as you are. Yes. I will. Okay. So, so we're on the subject of like space Latinos and Latinx characters in star Wars and creators. Cause that's what our show is about guys. Um, I, I wanted to give a quick shout out to last shot by Daniel Jose older. Um, it's incredible and probably one of the best. And I've said this about like the Leia book, cause that's true. Like bloodline and, and, and Leia princess of Alderaan as well. Um, but like those three books, like this, this one last shot is just so incredible. And it, it delves into things that I feel like star Wars authors who were not authors of color, never thought about um, their, their experiences in this book that like, as, like a Latina, I, and as a mixed race person, I like, I was like, oh my God, that's my life. Like, I, I, that's how I grew up. Or like, that's how people have talked to me when I was talking to like my own people. Um, And then of course it's a wonderful Han and Lando story. So that's my interjection about books today. Hurrah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So um, this is our first podcast, but we are going to be meeting up in San Diego Woo! next month. And speaking of San Diego, Clone Wars 10-year anniversary showcase. I mean. I'm so excited. I mean. <laughs> listen, I'm so excited. Like, Clone Wars, I, I think, like, we and my mm-hmm. fiance were having like, a really rough mm-hmm. patch. 
like everybody yeah. gets it. Um, like a few years ago, and Clone Wars was like our time where we like there was no mm-hmm. arguing. Clone Wars was like that's what our that's what we're binging for the next hour mm-hmm. and a half, two hours, three hours, however long. And Clone Wars is where we would indulge ourselves. And I I am so I I'm so excited. <laughs> so like happy. I I can't I just can't wait to see the cast back together again. Like I I'm like super attached to everybody because they brought these characters to life and like in a lot of ways gave them like a lot more fiber than they were in the movie or like the you know the there are a lot of beautiful original characters in the Clone Wars that like I'm just hoping they get as many people on that panel as possible. And yeah, because I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. I I have like this massive crush on Matt Lanter's voice. He like, he's the perfect Anakin, I think. Like when I read Anakin in books and when I like think about Anakin, um, like that's the, that's the voice. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so funny story. Um, San Diego 2015 I'm walking and this is my first time at San Diego Comic-Con I'm walking um from the actual convention center to the Hilton and I was going I was heading up there to go to the secret meeting room and the con suite and I will never share where that is <laughs> but I went and I was like I'm gonna go get my free food in my movie time and go and you know, write up my stuff and I I Mind you, I grew up with that's a raven, and I'm walking, and I swear I'm like, that's not Ashley Eckstein, and I just keep going, <laughs> and I'm like, gonna keep walking. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> Lo and behold, two hours later, I do the same thing. I'm walking back to the convention center, mm-hmm. and she's walking right past me, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be that weird person because she, unless you watched. You know, unless you are deeply immersed in Star Wars and mm-hmm. you know everything there is or own a shit ton of uh, objects from her universe, her universe owns my life. <laughs> she, I, I, that little, yeah, she, yes, that, yes. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, there's no way that's her. So I get back home after Comic-Con is over and I tweet and I said, I swear I walked past Ashley Eckstein walking from the Hilton twice mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's her and I tweet her and she's like oh that was me you should have just said oh. hi I'm like what no. <laughs> oh man no, I love oh, Ashley so sent me my favorite sweater like my comfort blanket sweater which was the her universe um oversized Darth Vader sweater from like 2013 or whatever and I I, li- I live in it like I live in that thing um so yes oh my god I was so <laughs> I was like, I walked past Ashoka so many times and I didn't say anything. I was so angry at myself. And I'm like, I'm, I'm. No, now, now we have a mission to like this, this time around, we'll have to go see her. Like we can just like creep around the Lucasfilm booth a little bit and it'll be great. It'll be easy. It'll be fantastic. (laughs) I'm so, I can't wait for this reunion, but yeah, like I, Speaking of, of, of Anakin and his cute voice and face and all of that, like there's a new cover and excerpt um, for the upcoming Thrawn Alliances novel uh, over on StarWars.com. And this new cover like wreaked havoc on my timeline this week and in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was so much going on just <laughs> Yeah. Point. There was so much going on this week. Okay. Um. 
And all of a sudden, I see this very teal man with red eyes on my top. I'm like, what is happening right now? And I'm like, everyone's like literally losing their shit over <laughs> the cover. And me, because I'm weird, I want in. I didn't even go to the mm-hmm. dude. I was just like, listen, like, what is happening, uh-huh. guys? Why are y'all focused on this when Anakin is happening right there in the background? Like, and like the big yes. the, the phrase for this for this week was big dick energy. And if there's anybody in the galaxy that has big dick energy, it's, it's Anakin. It's an- I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I know we have a very set sh- subject for our show, but if we can just go off the rails for like a second. It's Anakin, like, and it's not <laughs> Kylo Ren. It's not like Kylo Ren. Probably he's probably average or whatever. Like, I wouldn't put it past and be worse than that. But Anakin is so upset. He just has it. He has it. You can tell he has it. That's why he's so confident about all the very, very stupid things he does. That's how you know. Like I said, like he's he's very much so big dick <laughs> energy. Um, Kylo's more got like. He's over, yes. Kylo's overcompensating. When you make a lightsaber that looks like that, you're overcompensating for something. Like, what do you need three of those for? You know, where are you over? Like, why do you, like, what? Okay. Yeah, we're going to lose, like, half of our audience with this one. No, guys, we love Kylo Ren. Don't go. <laughs> oh, he's not angry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm I'm excited for this book though. Like it's it's Timothy Zahn again, the uh, creator of Thrawn, uh, who created him way 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 back in the original Thrawn trilogy, which started started with Heir to the Empire back in the nineties. Um, the Star Wars books that molded my childhood. So I'm like excited to see Thrawn back. But like Kayla, you and I, our our eyes went elsewhere with this cover. <laughs> Listen, there. I wouldn't mind choking on those aspirations. Let me tell yes. you, it's his th- like his his freaking Clone Wars outfit on top of that. Like, I mean, like I just said, like come on, Clone Wars again, and then the hair. It's the hair. It's the so hair. Greasy. Like, it's just all the things. Like, you're so disgusting, and you're a hateful person, but ruin me that's what um, my focus was on for most of this like everyone the rest of star wars twitter was like thrawn and i'm over here like choke me (laughs) (laughs) so to run up this week's chisme um uh the saturn awards was like i think last night at the time of this recording um and it was fun Yeah, I mean, of course, if you know, like I said, if you follow me, you know that I was the person that created um, what Black Panther means to me, and it was inspired by my son. Um, And I'm all for Black Panther walking away with the awards that it deserves because it deserves so much. It was meaningful to so many people. And this is coming from me as an Afro-Latina who has a Black son. It is just amazing. However. Um, yes, I want more. <laughs> yes, I'm happy that Coco won. Um, I actually have a review that's up on Rotten Tomatoes that you can go read. It's a very meaningful movie to me, especially as a um, someone that is of Mexican descent. Um, very meaningful, especially when it comes to the grandmother part of it. Um, but I want more. 
and I'm feeling a little selfish. I want more <laughs> Latin everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I will – even the shape of water, I mean, it's – Guillermo del Toro, he's amazing. One of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of all times is Pan's Labyrinth. I can watch that movie over and over and over again. But um, we get those movies and we get the recognition, like, once every two, ten yep. years. So I want – I want more. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, that's that that goes to, you know, things need to change behind the scenes immediately so that when these awards come around, we can point to, like, people in the, in the industry and in sci-fi and fantasy specifically um, who who can diversify that voice and who can bring it, um, I think, to a be- bigger, better level. Like, what we saw, because Black Panther was an action adventure, yes, but Black Panther was also a sci-fi film. Like it, it, it incorporated yes. so much of that, and we saw the <clears throat> the boundaries that could be broken by the idea of of technology and science and culture being ingrained with each other. So, like, just imagine, like, if we have more creators of color, more Latin, Latinx creators specifically in this genre where like people don't expect us but we've always been here you know yeah but also shout out because uh best animated tv series star wars well deserved and best actor our (laughs) grandfather mark hamill we we all appreciate him i'm still forever jealous that he tweeted you back i'm forever going to (laughs) i mean if it if if it helps i'm like sure he's muted me by now because i fangirl like way too much about him i love him um but yeah so mark took home that award um Denai Guerrera for Black Panther uh took home that award and like so it was a it was a good night it wasn't like my favorites didn't win but it was also like you notice when especially when things are sectioned off into genre like the Saturn awards are like it gets really clear that like here in my space where I find like my escape from reality there's nothing that like there's nothing that's created by a voice like mine, you know? And, and it's, it's tough. So you want that going forward. And I, I, I want mm-hmm. that more, especially just for not within just the star Wars, uh, fandom, star Trek, any, all of the fandoms. I want more Latin voices. So, um, but also I want to be a little messy and I just want to shout out that like Ryan Johnson got best writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so messy. I don't care. Take your petitions and kiss my ass. All right. By the time this recording comes out, we will have conducted a uh, The Last Jedi live tweet, by the way. So if you guys want to go back and look at that hashtag and how much fun we had. And, and you know, uh, the, I'm, I'm not being mean to people who have, like, valid concerns about the movie. Like, your critique is always welcome and helpful. But all of the rest of these jerks who have their stupid petitions and they're like, Oh, we're going to remake star Wars. It's just like, all right, you take your iPhone and you do that. Like screw it, man. Like if they, if they're not here to have fun, then I'm not here to talk to them basically. I mean, honestly, and that's, that's, that's the biggest thing is that, um, this, this fandom means so much to me. Um, but there's a lot of us that acknowledge that this fandom has a long mm-hmm. way to go. I live in a house with someone who doesn't love it as much as I do, even though he liked it. Um, he has valid concerns because he wanted the Knights of Ren. I, I, I completely understand that. A lot of mm-hmm. people did. But I, even I had my hangups. I wasn't a huge fan of the Finn and mm-hmm. Rose arc. Um, but at the same time, and, but I also love Candlebite. And y'all can I kiss my ass because I love it. <laughs> 
Um, you know, it's, you're not going to love every single thing, um, about something that you are a part of, especially within the fandom community. And so I just wanted to point that out. Um, because a lot of people had a lot, it's been really tough being part of the Star Wars fandom, especially this past month. Kelly Marie Tran, we fucking love you. So just know that. Um, put that out there in numbers. We do. So I I want better. I and and a lot of the Star Wars fans deserve better from the people that are gatekeeping. And I just wanted to point out that you know, suck it, Ryan won. Yes. So okay, well, that's because he, he created a well written <laughs> movie, and he has a long history of doing things like that. Like I, my first Ryan Johnson movie was when I was in college, and it was Brick, and it was. Such a, a simple film, but it was so brilliantly written and directed. And so, like, I already knew that, like, I was going to like a lot of The Last Jedi going into it um, because I just love the way he envisions things and storyboards things. So, anyway, kudos, Ryan. We love you. We love you, Kelly. We love you. Yeah, the next trilogy is going to be fucking fantastic. So, I, I, one I'm of excited. the few things in the future, movie wise, that I'm really excited for. Like, I'm, I can't wait to see what it's going to be about so but th- i think that's all of our chisme <laughs> um and i'm i'm pleased with that i think that was that was really fun but now we have another segment um and it is space latinics of the month maybe i'll put an echo around that i don't know so every month we are going to highlight a latinx character creator um or inspiration or place or something or another of those things um and we're going to highlight that and and kind of talk a little bit about the person or subject or place and how um they've influenced us as star wars fans and the saga as a whole and this month uh in honor of our podcast title and all of that uh we have chosen diego luna and cassian andor yes i was i was i didn't know what was gonna happen i didn't know what kind of character choices Mm -hmm. were going to be made um and if you know me you know that rogue one is my number one favorite because i am a fan of war films um and crying and crying and my my favorite war war film of all time is the great escape it's fantastic if you've never watched it it is fantastic it is about a real life story of people escaping a pow camp um in germany and basically boz and um to it are mirror images of two of the guys um in uh, the great escape and you just have to look at the comparisons because it's it, one of them is literally blind just like it, it's a whole thing um but rogue one is one of my favorites and i did not know character wise if he would use his accent i i, I almost cr- that hearing his accent made me tear up in the movie theater mm. um because and it's because the star wars world has always either had a american accent or a british accent and you know, God rest her soul. Even Carrie made the decision to, you know, mm-hmm. use a British accent in the first movie, <laughs> and it was a character choice. So I didn't know if he would go that same route. But you know, I've been very familiar with Diego for a long time. I mean, if you had never seen Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, and you want to just like kind of stare at somebody that's really pretty, you can definitely go watch it. Um, 
but he's always done a really great job with the roles that he's given and he doesn't shy away from who he is to see him make that character choice as Cassian to use his accent and to create and to bring another space Latinx into the Star Wars universe was so meaningful. Um, and we got so much representation in that film. Um, it just only, it just was like layers on top of layers on top of layers. Um, so I just really, and Cassian, he, mm-hmm. oh, my heart bleeds for him. Um, he's my space bay. I, 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 I was just so happy. You want, you want so much for him. <laughs> you want, you want so much for Cassian. And like to know the end, it's just like, oh, my heart. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. No, he is. Honestly, I, I think that Star Wars has this wonderful, like, history of creating such complicated characters. But I think Cassian was, like, one of the first complicated characters who, like, genuinely had his best and worst moments on screen in the time that we knew him and probably not like the penultimate worst moments of his life or whatever but he he had to deal with a lot and he had to change a lot and do things that were more than like haha i'm a snarky smuggler and oh now i care about people oops um it it, which you know no nothing against han solo who i love and was my first husband cassian is my most recent husband and i'm very (laughs) (laughs) i love how like how I guess like unafraid they were to make him to give him faults and to make him regret things and to make him like grow over the movie. Like even his decision to get up and, and, and take care of uh, and take out Krennic with Jin was something that was very different than the Cassian that we met at the beginning of the movie who like shot one of his own informants. I'm, and I'm a sucker for a man who loves his droid. Oh. And Yes. Oh, man. And I have a definitive ranking of droids that we'll get into on another episode. Yay. Um, <laughs> but uh, K2SO and, and Cassian are just it was so perfect mm-hmm. um, because it, we all know C-3PO is very um, annoying, to say the least. Right. Um, and it doesn't really – like, he's there for, like, comedic relief – and where K2SO was the comedic relief in Rogue One, the relationship that Cassian has with him just added more layers onto his character. Oh, yeah. Um, it just, it made you want, it, this is what a good war movie does. It makes you want your people to win, even though you know, like when it got to the point where you realize that they weren't going to make it off of Scarif, mm-hmm. um, which has the, the, the Scarif map is the best map on Battlefront. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, and once you realize that they weren't going to make it off, you were just that much more invested. You're like, something has to give where at least one person makes it, you know? And nobody uh, did. <laughs> not one damn person. I was a complete mess oh. that entire movie. And then, of course, I saw that this was right after uh, Carrie and I... Mm-hmm. Was and then they the end and just the crying and but it was like a movie where you just cry and you feel and you're connected to these characters and that's why I was like these sons of bitches made me care for people and took them away from me but that's what Star Wars does best is made me feel for people and take them away and I think that was what they did with Cassian at first he is a bit of a prick but he's a prick with a cause whereas 
Han Solo is a prick just to be a prick sometimes. Right. Granted, once if, if you haven't seen Solo, I will not give any, any spoilers. It, it, there, there's there's levels to the whole um, because they're where they are similar. They are very different mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Diego and he was just so great, and it it really uh, it owes a lot to Diego and the the things that he brought to the character. He's he's just great at what he does. So he was able to make you love him that much more. So I, I, if I, yes, Cassian is, he has my heart. You know, okay, Oscar has my heart right, too. Right, obviously. <laughs> Half the men in the Star Wars universe have my heart thin, you yeah. know, you know, but they all serve different purposes. I have a harem of Star Wars men, but Cassian is like your main yeah. one. Like he, you know how like Robin had like the the main person. Mm-hmm. He would be my main one. You yes. know? <laughs> Someone make the Star Wars dating game right now. We will be on it. Like, oh, oh my! <laughs> I'm there. I'm right there with you, dude. Yeah. No, I I just and okay. So like one of one of the things I I screamed sort of when I first did Secrets of the Empire and I don't know if you've done this yet um, but it's there's they're like opening a bunch of stuff uh, a bunch of different locations now for this project that uh, ILM, ILM and uh, The Void which is a VR company um, they created this real life Star Wars simulation called Secrets of the Empire and the basic concept is that you are given a mission to retrieve like a, you know, a MacGuffin, a thing, you know, from a box. Um, And you have to go through these like very escape room like um, experiences, but you have VR on anyway. Long story short, Cassian is the one who briefs you. And I didn't like know that going in. And now it's kind of like popularized because he's in like all the commercials and stuff. So I don't feel so bad saying that, but I didn't know. And I screamed and I was like, my husband's here. <laughs> and that's my story. <laughs> like, I was so happy. Like I was so jazzed to go in just because like he finishes it and he's like, rebellions are built on hope. And then he like he like starts like whoever's attacking him comes in and he like jumps and he like fires his blaster. He's so handsome and it's just like oh I love you, Cassian. So <laughs> I feel like I would have the same exact reaction. I'm just like ah okay there he is. The accent just kind of threw uh-huh. me over the edge. I mean of course you've got that scene where he just like is very violent and he just kills the guy and you're like yeah. oh. We were rooting yeah. for you, but it, we're rooting for you. But we also understand it's only like ten yeah. minutes into the movie. Okay, all right, we'll we'll deal with it. For a guy we only get like two hours with, like ten minutes of not good stuff is like okay. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. We'll get through it, baby. I <laughs> I think it. What made me sad is knowing that we weren't going to get any more of him. Um, that was what hurt the most. You're like, ah, like we got him, but damn, like gone just like that it would that part sucked um because you're like oh he's such a great character but it's he served his purpose so it's you can't really be too mad about it Cassian had you know he he had so much to give he gave it and we all are better for it in the galaxy yes <laughs> I want more Cassian stuff like that's what this is what I'm saying like we know how he dies but we don't know how he grew up and we don't know about what his life was like when he got into that fight when he was six years old like that when he said that I was like holy crap you are a little child when this started like 
it's it's an intense story that you see in Diego Luna's performance, especially. Um, and I just like, I want to know so much more about him. Like I want more Cassian books. I want Cassian to show up in like a narrative video game. Like, like, you know, I, I just, I need more Cassian. Like, uh, just give me, <laughs> yes. All right. I'm right there. Like all that you have and not so much fanfic. I don't have time to go spilling through Tumblr um, <laughs> for mm-hmm. Cassian fanfic. That's only going to get super raunchy. Um, but I want more of him. And then, so that, that I want, there's, I want more of most of the characters that are in Rogue One, um, because they're all so beautifully written. Um, and, Mm. and they all are fantastic. So, but Cassian more so than anything, because we just don't know. Um, and we, I feel like we deserve to know. Yes. Absolutely. I love Cassian. He's, he, he is, he is definitely a character who like, not because he's complex. I think I love him more than I would like a complex, like white character because he is a person of color, like in space and he's allowed to have and explore all of the, not not so much explore, but whatever, Uh, you know, he's allowed to have all of these feelings and these problems and these complications and just kind of live it out. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love him. He's my favorite. Um, but yeah, more Cassian. That's that's our Space Latinx of the Month um, resolution. <laughs> more Cassian. <laughs> yes. So we are coming to the end of our hour right now. But I want to spend like the next five minutes talking about who we'd like to see in Star Wars possibly next. This is like, you know, Lucasfilm, if you're like listening or whatever, like we have some ideas. So we're just going to throw them there. The You know, we're going to throw the seed on the ground. <laughs> and if the porgs come to bite. We won't complain. Uh, <laughs> um, my my recommendation this month uh, is uh, an incredible uh, Latinx, Chicanx, uh, non-binary actor who I discovered on the Stars show Vita, which just um, wrapped up its season finale. Um, and I, you know, Vita was Vita isn't one of those shows that I usually watch because it's not in space and like there's nobody like riding dragons or anything. It's like very much about like two sisters it's about two sisters who come back to east los angeles after leaving for their careers because their mom dies and they have to settle like her estate and stuff like that and so my recommendation is this wonderful actor called ser anzategui and i may have probably i probably did pronounce that last name wrong they play a very vital role in this series but that whole role if you haven't seen it is a complete spoiler after wrapping up the season finale i like really want to see them get some nominations for things because this uh, like this show is very emotional it's very uh family driven it's very found family driven and that's very much kind of like star wars uh with all of those particular aspects of like coming together and and finding a place where you're supposed to be or like even going back to a place that you're supposed to be um so yeah that my my suggestion is that star wars picks up sarah uh, and put them in space, uh, possibly as an Alderanian no- noble, but you know, like, I'm sure there are other, like, space Latinx planets, so, you know, Sir. Yeah, no, I, I, I have, I definitely have mine, um, if you, you know, follow me on Twitter, you know that my children are on the show, on my block, they are, they are my, 
They are my Latin children and I love them so much. If you haven't watched the show, please go watch it before season two. It is fan-freaking-tastic. It has an Afro-Latina lead, let me tell you. Oh my God, I love her. <laughs> Dierica Capri is amazing. Love them all so much. Um, but I actually want to see Julio Macias, who plays Oscar um, yeah. Spooky. I want to mm. see him. Like he, I, he. First of all, handsome as <laughs> all hell. Like, <laughs> listen, listen. Mm. Um, I, ooh, yeah, I was one of those girls that dated the Latin King, and I was not supposed to do that stuff. Oh, no. So I was very attracted to Oscar. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I was watching the show, just like this is my life playing out on screen. This is. Oh <laughs> like oh poor 16 year old kayla what were you doing oh, uh, my god. oh my god that's amazing but also oh no oh, <laughs> oh no yeah i remember my mom found out and she's like oh you're you're gonna get us killed i'm like i'm mm-hmm. so sorry i wouldn't tomorrow <laughs> um but he is so i feel i really would love to see him you know because like i said we normally get typecasted as like the gang leaders which he is a gang leader on the show but it's done in such a way that is very well taken care of mm-hmm. i feel like he could bring that same energy to the star wars world and i would i would i want a space gangster in star wars so bad Woo! um i would literally like jump through the, the movie screen <laughs> um so even if it was just voice acting, I'd probably be just fine with it. But I, I honestly do want to see him in so many more things, specifically in the Star Wars world, because I feel like that energy that he does have, because he's so suave. Um, I would love that because yes. he's like the opposite. He's like the opposite, like in terms of uh, Latinx men, he's like the opposite of Cassian. And I want to see that shit on screen. Mm-hmm. I know that's bad, but like, I really want to see that. So he's <laughs> he would be my one. That that's who I want to see next. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not a bad suggestion. I love on my block, by the way. I that that cliffhanger at the end of that at the end of the season really. Whew, I want season two right now. So, like, I need to know. Let's support all. Sup- Netflix is doing so well with these Seriously. shows. If you guys don't watch, we were on the verge of losing one day at a time and on mm-hmm. my block within the same few months. You guys gotta keep you know, saying you want these shows because they're so good. So please go watch season one and two of on uh, one day at a time, watch season one of on my block, please, because watch, watch Vita. Like you have to watch it all because we're like, we're getting to the point where we're getting so much more Latin content. And if we stop watching and get, you know, start, you know, resting on our laurels, then we're going to lose all of it. So we've got to keep watching, giving them the Absolutely. Numbers. Yeah. Vida has uh, an almost completely Latino writer's room, which is like super, well, Latina and Latinx. Um, and that that's like revolutionary in this time. And to see, like to even imagine, can you imagine like a whole writer's room of people of color writing a Star Wars story? Like I would cry. Oh, oh that like that gave me, like I have I goosebumps. Know? Like when you said that, I got <laughs> just the whole and it's you know there are a lot of people behind this story that are of color like most of the story group like that that I'm very pleased with the ratio that I see there but like you 
you can't just have one or two seats kind of filled in, in that, you know, in that respect, like where it's like, well, we have Kathleen and we have these people in the story group and every once in a while, like someone comes in uh, and Katie Lucas writes, you know, some of the best Clone Wars episodes ever, by the way. Um, and it's just like, I love, I love Katie Lucas's writing, by the way. Uh, but yeah, like it, it's, it's, it shows in, in the content that we view and the way uh, and how deep the story goes in a lot of ways when people of color and people of different experiences are in that writer's room, like making those decisions and calling those shots. So yes, a hundred percent. I love it. I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Yes. We actually managed to make it less than an hour. I'm so proud of us. Um, and and I'm so <laughs> I'm so excited to be doing this show with you, Kayla. Uh, thank you for being my co-host. No, and thank you. I mean, this is, is I, I for such a long time mm-hmm. um, was like in a really bad space and all of the things that I love so much, comic books, uh, TV shows, movies, Star Wars fandom, like I didn't have that outlet and I didn't have people I could talk about this stuff with. And this is such an amazing experience. And now I get to do it with someone that is a fellow Latinx and it's, it's, it feels so good. I know I'm going to keep saying that, Um, but thank you so much for being my co-host. And I, I'm, I'm so excited for what all we're going to be doing. Me too. Oh my gosh. I'm like all emotional now. Thank you so much. I And you guys, thank you so much for listening. Everyone who's tuning in right now. I'm so excited because we're going to be doing a lot of cool future episodes. I have a lot of really cool friends and Kayla has a lot of really cool friends who will come and talk about, you know, loving Star Wars, creating Star Wars, being part of Star Wars. So I hope all of you come back every month and listen to us. Um, Kayla, do you have anything fun to promote currently? Um, okay, I am going to be, I want to make sure I say the name of my panel correctly because I will be at San Diego Woo! Comic-Con, like I mentioned. Um, I will also be, this is my first uh, panel ever that I'll be on at Comic-Con. Um, so, you know, a little... Uh, nerve-wracking but i will be on the moms and motherhood in comics panel and that will be that friday um 4 30 to 5 30 i believe you know it's comic-con they're not really sure how everything is yet <laughs> so uh but I, I will give you more details i'm super excited um also be running around covering all kinds of things um but yeah right uh, this is a that, that that's i'm really excited about that a, a comic-con panel is a big deal um so yeah. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. I am not going to miss it. Um, so I, okay, wait, what do I have to promote currently? Oh, I write a comic. Um, it is called Treasure in the Core. It just updated this past week and you guys can access it for free if you go to webtoons.com or tapas.io and look for Treasure in the Core. And it stars a wonderful uh latinx heroine and her bestie who is um black and like a whole array of characters who i really love and am proud of and hopefully you guys will be too i guess i don't know they've done they they haven't done anything worth being proud of yet but they're gonna get there they're gonna get there um so yes i think i think i think that's the end of it so until next month we're going to be a monthly show by the way i didn't even 
note that when we opened up, but we're going to be a monthly show, you guys. Come on back because we're going to have some more discussion. We're going to talk about Bail Organa. We're going to talk about Comic-Con. We're going to be at Comic-Con. And that's all I've got for my spiel. So, Kayla, you have anything else to say before we take off? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. I mean, you know. Peace. Bye. Um, (laughs) like, I'm, I'm, but no, honestly, like, thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you tune in month, month after month and enjoy all of our our fangirling and inappropriate cuss words and all of our Star Wars nerddom. So thank you guys. And you all. Yeah, guys, peace out. We'll see you next time in a galaxy far, far away right here on your listening device. Peace out. Bye.